0: Along with the donuts, the ice cream, and the cookies, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, good. Can you tell I didn't have much breakfast where my head is right now? (laughs) This is our last Sunday uh, with the Invisible War, Spiritual Warfare. This is uh, our eighth time. Uh, Next Sunday, we start uh, uh, another brand new series. We're going to call this one The Finish Line. And we're going to start in Revelation chapter one, and we're going to go all the way through the book of Revelation. So uh, it should be uh, a challenge and exciting, and lots of lots of powerful stuff in that. Uh, we've been uh, looking at our imaginary Roman soldier. We've uh, fondly nicknamed him Blastus. Uh, not sure, but I really kind of like to say the word Blastus, so that uh, is probably a big part of it. Anyway, appreciate. Se- Pastor Tim putting that all together. Uh, I know in the first service there was a few who actually took up the challenge and memorized Ephesians six ten to 20. So I need to ask, anybody here? Did you take up the challenge? Anybody uh, uh, commit to memory Ephesians 6, 10 to 20? I want to look out. Is, am I missing any hands? Anybody? Anybody in the balcony? Okay. Well, there was like, I think, four... And they get extra extra credit, okay? That, that challenge is still available, Henry, so you can start, you know, and, uh, and we'll celebrate even later. Let's stand together one last time in our series at least. For the eighth time, let's read out loud instructions from our general, our commander-in-chief uh, regarding spiritual warfare. You ready? This is God's word. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. As I should. Let's pray. Lord, I've grown to appreciate and love those words, those instructions you've given us. And uh, Lord, I believe they are loving instructions. You've provided for us, you've provided for us protection, you've provided for us exactly what we need so that we can stand and not just survive but thrive this thing called the Christian journey. So thank you for the provision. Now I'm asking that you'll help us to start putting your provision into our lives daily. So Lord, help us to find the time. May this become a regular daily godly habit in each and every one of our lives. Lord, uh, I'm just asking that we won't walk around open to attack, but will be ready to stand whenever the enemy decides to uh, come after us. And Lord, I suspect a few of uh, my friends standing right now, this has been an awful week. It's been a lot of fiery darts, been a lot of attacks. And Lord, I, I pray for healing. I pray for encouragement. And I once again say thank you. Thank you for the power of your word. We invite your Holy Spirit to come down. And come in combination with your word. And Lord, you speak loudly and clearly to us in your church today. And we say all these things in the awesome name of your son, Jesus. And all the church at Walloon Lake said in response. You may be seated. Verse 18. 16 minutes. I believe that we will win, yes. Uh, the way we get our armor on and keep our armor on is through prayer. Did you know that? It's prayer that keeps our armor on and gets it on to begin with. Uh, the one necessary ingredient for us as Christian soldiers is to stay in constant communication with our general, with headquarters with our commander-in-chief, Jesus Christ. And, and prayer is exactly that necessary ingredient. Do you understand? It's almost like we have this supernatural walkie-talkie, and we can constantly be talking to Jesus Christ, who's given us his armor so that we can keep the armor on and get ready for attack. By the way, go back to verse 10. Who are we strong in? It says we're strong in the Lord Jesus Christ. Slide down to verse 13, and it's the armor of who? It's God's armor. He's provided it, and now it's our job to get it on daily. The battle is not ours, it's the Lord's. And if we don't remain in contact with our general Jesus, then we've severed the power source, we've severed communication. And the only way we can keep the power and the communication on is to kind of daily be talking and, and being reminded, oh, yeah, I, I, I want to have victory today, and I need to do it exactly as you have prescribed and get the armor on. Verse 18, let's go back. This may be the most meaty verse in all of the Bible about how to pray. Practical steps of praying. Here we go and pray how in the what this is this is huge pray in the what everybody okay we've got about half of you verse 18 and pray in the spirit um, that's the opposite of praying in the flesh uh... nobody had to teach me how to operate in the flesh uh, when i operate in my own power and my own thinking uh... It, it's all about me and i can figure it out and and that's the flesh the spirit is inviting Jesus to come and take charge the spirit that lives inside of us when we say yes to Jesus at salvation that's the part of us that needs to get in control that's the part of us that needs to be driving the car of our life Uh, we need to slide off the throne and, and Jeff needs to get off and Jesus please you come and sit You come and take charge of these bones of mine, okay? Uh, Again, selfish prayers, Jeff-centered prayers get me nowhere. And I know what you know, you know what I'm talking about, don't you, Henry? Because a lot of times it's it's me praying for what me wants. And I know that's not good English, but you get it, don't you? Uh, But anyway, we need to pray with Jesus on the throne and allow his spirit to work through us. Back to verse 18. And pray in the spirit when? When are we supposed to be praying? On all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. I, I just have discovered it takes lots of different ways of praying and lots of different places that we pray to, to stay in tune with the general. Um, I, I sometimes um, I'm praying in the car. That's like my big thing. And, and I, are you ready for this? This is very personal, Bob. I pray a lot in the bathroom, okay? Because, you know, you know, might as well do something. So I'm praying in the bathroom. I pray when I first get up. Uh, it's not because i got problems. It's because I want to stay connected. Uh, pray face down, pray on my knees, pray silently, pray out loud, pray in church. Uh, more importantly, pray when I'm at work. Pray all day long. Pray when you're in an emergency. Pray continually. It never ends. Are you understanding? Verse 18, you got it? Just all occasions, all kinds. There's lots of different ways to pray. Uh, but just pray. Now, there's a well-known pastor, and I appreciate that he was vulnerable. But he said, you know, whenever I sit, and now it's time to pray. He said two things happen. Either I fall asleep or my mind wanders and I'm thinking of everything but talking to the general Jesus. Anybody identify with that? Okay? So he said, Here's what I've discovered. I won't tell you who it is, but it's I won't tell you. David Jeremiah. Anyway, um, but he just said, I've learned for me that when I'm really gonna pray, I need to just stand up and walk around. And so he says, you know, I'm walking around my office, I'm walking around the church. I'm walking around at home. I've just realized he said that for me, that's what works best. So I just want you to know you got freedom. You don't have to pray in one specific way or pray like you think you should pray in the way that works for you. Just just start talking to the Lord. Uh, Satan hates it when Christians pray. Because when we're connecting with the Lord, that's where the power comes from. and suddenly now we are. A challenge to him okay back to verse 18 and praying the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests with this in mind he says be alert stay on your toes keep your guard up constantly be praying uh, I would say it this way pray without ceasing now for a long time I didn't like that little line pray without ceasing Henry think about it that means like all the time you need to be praying really You know, how do I pray all the time? But it took a a little silly thing when we had young kids. This this is what it clicked. This shows you how my mind works. Um, We got this thing called a baby monitor. Are you familiar with a baby monitor? And you put the one part down by your baby, especially when it sleeps, and you put the other side up by you while the adults are sleeping so that you won't sleep because you're hearing everything the baby's doing. Every time they cough or sneeze or breathe deeply, okay? You know exactly what's going on. Praying without ceasing, this is what clicked to me. I just need to remember that the Lord Jesus has the baby monitor on me. And and he's listening, and all I got to do is just speak, and he's ready to hear and respond. He's in tune. He's close. Do you understand so you don't got to put the pressure on you. Oh, I got to be praying all the... No, but when you need to pray and when you need to cry out, he's, he's got the monitor on. Make sense? He's, he's ready to respond. Go back, verse 18, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying. Uh, some of your uh, translations say for all the saints. For all the saints. Think about that. Saint Andy. You like how that sounds? Saint Michael. You know? Oh, man, you should name a church after you, don't you think, Mike? Uh, did you know that saints in the New Testament is always plural? Never are is it addressed saint one person. It's always plural. The, the idea being, you know what? It, it's, it's the church. It's the family of Jesus Christ. We need to be praying for one another. Listen closely. We need each other. There's a reason why we have church, because honestly, I need you to be praying for me, and frankly, you need me to be praying for you. We need one another. That's the idea. And, and now Paul models that. Look at verses 19 and 20, and he just gets real honest. Pray for me, because there's times I'm, I'm prone to be weak and timid. Pray that I'll be fearless. I love those words. I'm here in chains for Jesus. Pray that I'll declare Jesus fearlessly every chance I get. Those are good things to be praying about. Um, I'd ask those of you who have the blue cards. This is your time, okay? So those of you who have blue cards, stand, please, right now, okay? And now start passing those out to everybody around you, okay? Yep. And they're going to get you these cards. Um, Here's what I realize. If you're actually going to start getting your armor on, most of us need a pattern to follow for a while or an example to kind of lead us and on the blue card are two patterns I'll give you a choice different personalities connect with different people in different ways on the one side is the the little soldier it says the Warriors prayer that comes from San Diego that's doctor David Jeremiah's version of putting your armor on Um, on the other side is Tom Harmon he was a a special speaker we had here several years and with permission he said yeah this is he here's what he said i pray this before i get out of bed he says i've gotten to the point i won't even get out of bed before i put my armor on so that's how important it is to him he said you tell him use it any any if you can use it use it um i've got some cds down here right here on the monitor uh, that's how i put mine on it's about 15 minutes so Whether you use David Jeremiah or Tom Harmon or get a CD, it doesn't matter. Here's the key are you ready? It's that you start recognizing that we're at war. Do you see this guy here? (laughs) We are at war. We have an enemy who hates us, and he's attacking us and our marriages, he's attacking our children and our grandchildren. He's attacking our co-workers and our friends and our neighbors. We are at war. Well, I don't want to be at war, but you are at war. You won't be when we get to be face-to-face with Jesus. That's what we're going to start talking about next week. But in the meantime, we're at war. Can, Can I say it as loud as I can? Would you please start getting your armor on? To know that Jesus has given me equipment... And yet I choose not to put that equipment on. It's like James chapter 1, verses 22 to 24 says. Here's what it says. Do not merely just listen to the word. Oh, I know about the armor. I know about the war. And so deceive yourself. Do what it says. So if I know what I'm supposed to do and I don't do it, I'm deceiving myself. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and, after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Look in the mirror. Oh, man, there's big green stuff hanging out my nose. Oh, well, I'm running late. Can't worry about that right now. Oh, the hair is a frizzball mess. I ain't got time for that. Um, My teeth are yellow, Uh, I can look in the mirror and I can see yesterday's breakfast and lunch and dinner and it's kinda hanging in there and you say, uh, well I just won't smile today. Uh, Forgot my belt, my shoes, my socks, Uh, I hope nobody notices. If you know what God's word says and not to do it, you're playing games. We don't look at a mirror and treat it that way. When you see something wrong, you fix it, right? And now, for eight weeks now, we've studied and we've learned how to get our armor on. Don't deceive yourself. Get your armor on. Keep it on. Why? Because we're at war. And we got an enemy, he doesn't play fair. And some of us are getting creamed. And people we care deeply about are getting wiped out and destroyed. Get your armor on. Keep your armor on. Let's pray as we close. Lord, my sincere prayer is that my friends here would not deceive themselves. <laughs> Lord, my prayer is that we might know what's going on. We have a powerful, clever, smart enemy who's more powerful and more uh, wise than any of us will ever be. And he hates us. And therefore, Lord, we desperately need what you've provided. Thank you for the equipment. Thank you for the armor that you have provided in and through your Son, Jesus Christ. And Lord, I pray that we'd leave here determined and committed to getting that armor on and getting it on daily. Help us to keep constant communication going. Help us to remember you got the monitor on and you're always ready to listen and respond. And now, Lord, as the ushers come forward, uh, we're grateful that we have the opportunity to impact 70, 80, 90 unchurched, mostly families that are fed because of these monies that we're going to give right now. Lord, we're going to be able to help some of our own church family who have needs going on. So thank you for them, and I pray that you might bring encouragement and build them up through these generous gifts. May your blessing and applause be upon each and every person who's giving freely to you right now. We ultimately give it to you, and then you get it on to those folks in need. We pray this all in Jesus' name.